And we are back at her shortly after 7 o'clock. Dave Vaughn from the firm will be doing the show tonight. Lines are open already. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. 1-888-225-TALK. If you've never talked to us, talk to Dave. Want to talk about your job, your severance, your workplace. This is a show to do it right here till about 10 to 8 tonight. You have to call us and uh, get through severancepaycalculator.com. We'll talk about that a little more in depth later in the show. That is the place to go when you'll find out exactly what your severance offer should be. It is free, it's anonymous, and um, over 400,000 people have enjoyed using that. It takes about 30 seconds and will put you on the right track where you should be from a monetary standpoint when it comes to your severance. First, though, we always uh, start the show, Big D, with the, uh, the week that was. How was it, brother? It was great. Uh, first, I wanted to talk about a, uh, a common uh, thing that comes up is uh, constructive dismissal. And there's a lot of different ways uh, that construct potential constructive dismissals come up, and we've talked about a lot of the different ones uh, on the show. Uh, change in compensation, so when they reduce the uh, an employee's uh, pay or you know base salary, commissions, uh, what have you. Um, another one is a demotion or the change of job uh, duties and responsibilities. Those are the common ones we deal with. Another one that's uh, quite important is a change of work location. I had an employee who had eight years of service in, an, in the accounting department, and they moved her department from a Mississauga office to a Richmond Hill office. And this wasn't, they weren't picking on her, it was the whole department that moved. And she lives in Burlington. So the Mississauga commute was, was you know, she, she agreed to that when she got the job, and uh, she, you know, she was fine to do that. Richmond Hill, even though it's not you know, technically that far in terms of distance, it's the other end of the city, right? The other uh, side of Toronto. So it was a huge, uh, added a lot of time for her commute, uh, about two hours uh, each day. And, um, you know, she had no obligation to accept this. And they try, the employer tried to implement it. She said it was a constructive dismissal, refused to accept it, and essentially resigned, but made it very clear that this was, she was treating this as a constructive dismissal. And uh, we commenced a wrongful dismissal action and were able to settle it on mediation last week. And uh, the key here is there was no, she had never changed her location before. So she had always worked at this, at this Mississauga office. She had never worked at another office. They had never tried to do this before. So there was no implied term allowing them to do this. And second, there was nothing in her written employment agreement that allowed them to change the, uh, change the location. So it, it never said, uh, you, you know, an employer can put in a, a clause that says, you know, we can uh, change your place of work. And in that case, they'd have a much stronger argument uh, of doing this. But they didn't have any of those uh, implied or expressed terms. This was a constructive dismissal, and she was entitled to severance. And we were able to recover that for her last week. And I guess it doesn't matter if the whole department moved over. It's like you gotta you got to fend for yourself, right? If more people would have come forward, it would have been the same thing for them too, right? Yeah, that's right. And, you know, yeah. in, in this case, pretty well everyone there could have said it was a constructive dismissal. And from what I understand, most of the other employees did uh, accept the transfer, So, and they're allowed to do that. Uh, just like you're allowed to accept a, you know, a decrease in pay or a demotion, um, that doesn't mean it's not a constructive dismissal for someone else. Now, if had she said, you know what, I mean, in this case, it was pretty pretty obvious from Burlington to Richmond Hills, kind of crazy. But had she, what if she had the option to say, look, guys, I'm, I'm I don't think this is going to work. But how about I take it for a spin for a couple of weeks, and if it doesn't work, then it ain't going to work. Could she have done that, or could others do that? Yeah, absolutely, and uh, that that is one way to do this uh, to you know to deal with uh, potential changes when they arise in the workplace is to say. So in her case, she could have said, look, I think it's a it's going to be a very difficult commute for me. I think it's going to really impact my life. Uh, you know, my family life and everything. But let me give it a shot, and uh, I'll do it for a couple of weeks, and we'll see how it goes. And uh, that would have been perfectly acceptable. She wouldn't be deemed to have accepted the, the change right. if she made that clear to them. 
And let's say she does that for a couple of weeks and, fi- and figures out, you know, this is too much, this commute. Um, I'm now considering myself to have been constructively dismissed. That would be okay. Um, the problem would arise if she accepted the change, never disputed it or, or notified them of, uh, you know, her concerns. And then, you know, a couple, you know, a month or two later said, you know what, I do have a problem with it now. Well, in that case, you've accepted the change. Um, you know, you're new to, you know, your new workplace is Richmond Hill. So you're not going to be able to get out of that. Or like you said, if they decide to go back, she, she moves to Richmond Hill, then they go back to Burlington. Now she can't do it because she, she's already kicked the door open and walked through it. So you can do You got one shot at this, really, right? That's right. And uh, yeah. for an employer, obviously, it, you know, it poses difficult uh, challenges because, you know, this, for, there's all, you know, organizational needs uh, in certain circumstances where they have to change the location. Yep. And, uh, you know, employers want, and many employers want to be able to do that or need to be able to do that. And the key here is, in your employment agreement, if you're an employer, you can have a term and you're in the uh, contract that the employee agrees to before they start the position that says, you know, that we can change your job location. And if you do have certain, uh, you know, a number of different locations and you could foresee, um, you know, transfers, you can list those. You know, we have offices in Richmond Hill, Mississauga, right. um, you know, Burlington, and these are our offices and we, you know, reserve the right to change, you know, transfer you between these, these different offices. Right. Um, you could also uh, set, you know, within, you know, say something like we can transfer you anywhere within the greater Toronto area. That way, they it's a term of the contract. They've agreed to it before they started, and they can't later say it's a constructive dismissal. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, 1-888-225-TALK. Lines are open. You want to call through, ask Dave a question about your employment, about your severance, anything under that uh, rather wide umbrella, please call in till, uh, from now till about 10 to 8 o'clock tonight. What else you got going on there? Yeah, another one uh, I dealt with uh, last week was uh, a fixed-term contract. It was actually quite a, a unique situation. The employee started in October of uh, 2017 and was let go just at the end of January. So they had, what, four months of service. Yeah. Um, 31 years old in a uh, marketing manager type role. And, you know, if you, uh, under the common law, if they're let go, um, you know, it's a, it's a very limited amount of service and it's a young person at 31. So, I mean, their entitlements could be two to three months and three months might be even generous. It's probably more like two. Um, unfortunately for the employer in this situation, the employee signed a fixed term contract. So they actually had them on uh, all the way until October of 2018. So the uh, when they let them, and then they they thought they could let them go and give them uh, a week's pay under the Employment Standards Act, and that's not the case because it's a fixed term contract. The employer actually had to pay this employee till the conclusion of the uh, the, the term of the contract. Uh, so and we were able to settle that for them uh, last week and uh, for the employee. And the key here is if you're an employer, a lot of employers think it's better to have a fixed term. Right. So it's not you know I don't want an indefinite term employee. I don't want to hire this person forever. Um, and uh, so I'm going to have a very specific period of time. Well, if you're going to do that, you better have a very strong early termination provision. So even though right. it's a fixed term, I, I, you know, we reserve the right to let you go um, in accordance with the Employment Standards Act and nothing more. Uh, fixed term contracts are very dangerous for the employer, and uh, this case showed that. I remember a couple of weeks ago, Lior talking about the same thing, and he had a client, and this guy was a pretty high-level CEO. His contract was four years, and the company bailed on him after six months. They owed him three and a half years. Yeah, that's and that that's a significant, uh, obviously, liability for the employer. In this case, it's eight months um, yeah. that that was left on the contract, so it was a bit more palatable. But still, I mean, that's you know. 
triple that's, what the a, that's a lottery ticket right there three and a half years <laughs> yeah that, <laughs> that one's significant so uh yeah. you got to be careful and you, you know a lot of the time like i said employers think they're 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 actually doing a smart thing by doing a fixed term contract but you know as an indefinite term employee you can always let the person go you're not mm-hmm. you're not you don't have to hire them forever uh, and so um you know you definitely uh have a contract but don't have it fixed term and uh, and in either case have a early termination provision We'll get over to a call. First one of the night, Leroy. Hello. Good evening. How are you? I'm not bad. And yourself? How are you doing? Good, pal. What's uh, what's going on with you? So, uh, yeah. Uh, so you're talking about the lady from Burlington. My friend is going to exact uh, same situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, her job is closing the office uh, in Newmarket. Uh, they, they told her three weeks before the office is shutting down. Uh, they offered her position in Scarborough, but she doesn't drive because she can't ah. drive in winter. Yeah. Uh, um, so I was wondering if she would she uh, get uh, coverage for severance pay. In that, in that case, a new market to Scarborough. I mean, even if she did drive, uh, yeah, I no think. Kidding. Uh, assuming that she lives around the new market area, uh, it sounds like that would be a quite a significant increase in the uh, in the um, commute. And uh, the fact that she doesn't drive just adds to that constructive dismissal. Uh, unless there's a term of the contract that allows it. Or you know they've moved her around in the past. Uh, I would say this is uh, she's a very strong uh, case for constructive dismissal. Uh, you did say that they gave three weeks notice of the change, correct? Yes. So they would get credit for that notice, uh, just in that would go towards her severance pay. Um, okay. If that notice was clear and it was written and it gave a specific date as to when uh, her employment would uh, terminate or the change would be into put into effect. How long has she been there? Uh, three three plus years. Okay, and what's her job and age? Uh, she's uh, 54. Um, she's basically a receptionist at the um, uh-huh. clinic. Okay. And they do uh, x-rays there. Okay, got it. And how, did they offer her a severance package? I don't think so, not yet. And did she ex- has she accepted the relocation? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. What, yeah. Leroy, what I would uh, recommend uh, your friend does is give, uh, give me a call tomorrow because it's important to handle the situation correctly because what she doesn't want to do is, is just quit. Uh, she needs to preserve her rights to you know, allege constructive dismissal, yeah. and uh, we need to make sure we can get her a fair severance package. Leroy, I'm going to give you the uh, number for her to call. That is 1-855-821-5900. Again, 1-855-821-5900. You can uh, get a hold of David Lee or help at employmenthour.com. Get to another call here before we uh, we take a short break. Hey, Jason, good evening. How are you? Doing very well, thank you. Good, brother. What's going on? Well, I'm uh, I'm thinking of retiring. Um, nice. I'll be 70 in a few years and uh, really enjoy my job. So look forward to it. In great health, but uh, yeah, I drive every day, and uh, I, got, I got some grandkids on the way, so I should probably retire soon. How long have you been at this company, Jason? Eighteen years. And what was what's your uh, job title? Just a driver. Just one yeah, of, yeah, just just a driver, no title. Okay, and have they uh, have they ever talked to you about letting you go? Have they asked you about retirement? No. Okay. So if you, you know, retire, that's essentially the same thing as resigning. So you wouldn't be entitled to, nor would you get severance pay uh, in that case. If it's, you know, your voluntary decision to, to move on and, uh, and retire, you would not yeah. be entitled to severance pay. I would not. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I should, something that makes them fire me. 
That, that would be one way to do it. <laughs> yeah, you want to make sure it's uh, not for cause, though. Could, could, he, yeah. could he do, you know, you, you laugh about it, though, Dave, but could Jason do something like that where it's like, you know, guys, I'm 70, I was thinking of wrapping up, an older guy. Could he? Would, would an employee ever say, you know what, we get it, and maybe here's a little bit of a send-off, or do you just have to quit? It's possible, but they have right. absolutely no obligation to. No, I know. Uh, I mean, the one way right. you could do it is company. the company may want uh, some certainty, right? So uh, it doesn't sound like, Jason, that you've picked an exact date, so you could tell them um, if you are, you know, really thinking about retiring. You could tell them, look, in the next, you know, foreseeable future, the next couple of years, I am thinking of moving on and retiring. Um, yeah. and I, I just don't know what, when yet I'm going to do that. And uh, that just put may the bug pr- in their ear, right? right, and that may yeah. prompt them to say, okay, well, if you leave on, you know, this, you know, October first, um, you know, we'll have enough time to find someone else that we like to replace you, and we'll put, we'll, you know, provide you a uh, severance package to. Uh, or, you know, some type of a payment um, to, to make that happen. Uh, so that would be the only way, you know, way you could do that. Okay, 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 good. Thank you very much, sir. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate that. Moving forward, you need to get a hold of Dave or Lior, one 821 5900 Again, help at employmenthour.com. If you haven't caught the show on TV, we do the Employment Hour in 30. That happens on Global TV Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. More of your phone calls, severance pay calculator, and clarifying misconceptions with respect to severance. That is all coming up here on the Employment Hour on Global News Radio. And lots of time to call in till around 10 to 8, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell, and one 225 talk That number is absolutely toll-free. And uh, give us a call right now. Billy, how are you, Bill? Good, sir. How are you? Good, pal. What's uh, what's going on with you tonight? All right. So um, I'm actually a long-time listener, and I've actually had uh, the first opportunity to call you. I'm not sure if it's a good thing or not, but... Um, so we, our office has just recently moved locations, and the boss has uh, written up new contracts for everybody. Mm-hmm. And obviously the first thing I wanted to do was look it over for the, the common law aspect of it uh, to make sure I wasn't giving up any of my rights to severance and that sort of thing. And sure enough, yeah, so sure enough I've noticed that one of the provisions in this new contract is uh, the provision of me giving up those rights. So... I'm very concerned of that because I did hop online and go to the calculator and I'm potentially giving up three months uh, pay or roughly $10,000. So I'm, I'm concerned, like, is it kind of like if I want to stick with this job, I kind of have to eat it and sign it or, cause I mean, there, there's been no talk of what I guess you guys call the, uh, the, uh, like, uh, sure. I'm, I'm not, I'm not thinking of the, the correct word. Consideration. Yes, correct. They're not giving me any consideration for signing this new thing. Right. right. Um, so I, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of curious now. Yeah, it's a well, it would, it tough situation stick, it, you're in. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you should never sign something um, like that knowing that that's their intention. Oh. Um, so I, I can say if there is no consideration for a contract, so if they just force you to sign this uh, or have you sign it and they don't give you anything, so they don't give you a you know promotion, a bonus, or a raise... Uh, in all likelihood, it will be invalid because of lack of consideration. With that said, um, that's more of an argument I'd make if you had already signed it, and I'd make that to try to you know fight that. But I, I, I never think it's a good idea, um, and you know I can't advise someone to sign a contract and rely on the consideration argument later, um, because clearly what they're trying to do is have you agree to this um, provision that uh, limits your uh, limits your rights and, and your severance entitlements. Um, so, and that, and that's problematic. And I'm, and right when you, um, you know, describe the situation that you, you know, the boss is going to have you sign a contract. I had a feeling that's exactly what would be in it. 
And, uh, you know, most employers aren't having people sign contracts that, um, you know. That benefit the employee. Right. right. Yeah. Um, so, it, Bill, how long have you been there? I uh, Just about two years. Okay. And uh, what's your position? Uh, it's just sort of clerical. It's like customer service in a call center. Okay. And in terms of the location move, was that a, a change of ownership or what, what gave rise to that? Um, no, it was more so of uh, the location. We kind of outgrew the location. So okay. we, I think the owners bought a new. new so place. nothing's really changed with the with the job. It's not like you have a new position or um, a new, you know, are they, are they increasing your pay? Um, well, see, that was another interesting point because I have changed my position about six or seven months ago. I went from a sales position to the customer service position. Right. And when he discussed with his, his lawyers, he said this new contract should have been signed when I did change rules. So it, I don't know if it's kind of like too little too late. It is, yeah. absolutely, yeah. And that is, that's a, a great point. If you are getting a new position and... Uh, you know, they, especially if there's a raise or some type of, uh, you know, if increased, uh, you know, compensation, then absolutely they, they should have you sign a new contract. But they can't just introduce the contract right now. Um, it, it won't be enforceable, and you don't have to sign it. With that said, I, I you know, I, I wouldn't sign it on the on the basis at all. I, I'm just going to argue later it's not enforceable. Um, you know, so I, I recommend you talk to your boss and say, I'm not comfortable signing this. I've never agreed to this before, right. um, this type of provision. And, and see what they say. Um, they, you know, if they try to, if they do let you go, they can let you go, but they would owe you common law termination pay. So you'd preserve that three months, uh, those right. three months pay. Whereas if you sign that, the next day they can let you go and they can pay you, uh, you know, two weeks pay. Understood. Right? Okay. You got a um, deadline bill or no? They give you a deadline to well, sign it back? No, they, they really haven't. And I mean, I, I've been kind of curious because it's been about seven days since they They've given me the letters, so I've I've kind of been dragging my feet on it. So I don't know if there is like a timetable in terms of by law when I have to sign it, or if it's kind of up to them when they're giving me the time timeline. Well, I mean, I think the important point, Bill, is that you don't have to sign it. Uh, they can't force you to sign it, and, and nor should you sign it. Uh, so I would uh, I, I think you're doing the right thing by sitting on it. If or when they do follow up, uh, you can identify that problem and uh, to them in terms of what the, the, what you're giving up and the the provision you don't like. Um, and just to make sure you do that properly, um, why don't you give us a call tomorrow and we can go through that contract with you? Because there could be some other clauses that you need to identify that are problematic. Okay, well noted. Okay. Thanks, Billy. Here's the number. It's one 821 5900 Again, one 821 5900 Help at employmenthour.com. He will be calling for sure. I can almost uh, I can almost guarantee it. Wise cat. Sydney, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. What's, uh, what's your concern tonight? What's going so on? So my question is, my husband, he worked for OPG. Now, on Thursday, he was let go, and he was asked to sign a severance a two-week severance, but he refused to sign it um, because he wanted to speak to the union lawyer. Now, ah, my, knew it. Yeah. <laughs> so my question is, is the union lawyer going to try to get more for him because it's such a short severance package? How many uh, years of service does he have? Well, Two? He's worked, no, he's worked there now for, I'm going to say, about seven years, and he has a very high position. And was he terminated for cause? Well, what happened was there was an like an accident on the floor, and because yeah. he's the big boss, they kind of went down the chopping block. And uh, because he was the boss of, for them, 
they chopped him too. And they seem to do that a lot there. Like, okay. Quite a lot. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, he does have to go through the union there, uh, the union rep and the union lawyer. Um, and I would hope they, uh, you know, fight for him uh, in that regard because with seven years of service um, at, at, if he wasn't unionized and he, you know, common at common law, um, depending on his age and position, I mean, it could be, you know, eight, nine, ten months of uh, severance pay. Yeah, well, exactly. And like I was listening to you earlier about uh, about travel and stuff like that, and same thing. You know, he traveled an hour each day yep. back and forth to yep. Bowmanville from Sunderland. You know, every day. So. That's part of the reason he didn't sign either, because there was nothing in there. Like, he was paid for travel, but there was no travel in there with the severance for the two weeks. Yeah, okay. So there was quite a... So, unfortunately, um, yeah, it is, you know, he does have to go through the union, so uh, I, we can't really uh, assist him in that regard, but he should absolutely uh, do so and pursue that. Sydney, appreciate that call. Uh, we got, yeah, we got lots of time here. We will get to Tony. Hey, Tony, good evening. Good evening. How are you? Good, sir. What's going on? Um, my work has changed. Our, I am uh, work for a company, and they call us contractors, dependent contractors. Mm-hmm. And we're uh, basically delivery guys, sales guys. Um, they changed our territories. And that, I had some questions about that, but they said that they can't answer that until um, <clears throat> they've uh, verified everything. So they seem to be doing that. But now they're going to come in and offer us contracts. And I, the business I'm in, we have a, uh, uh, a specialized truck we use, and they want me to buy that specialized truck. Wow. Uh, <laughs> going going forward, but I don't want to buy that truck. Nor nor do you have to. Is that the only uh, people you work for, Tony? Say again. Is that the only is that the only place you work for? Yeah. You yeah. don't okay. you don't have any other sources of income. This is it. No, this is it. Yes. How long All have right. you been there, Tony? Uh, about. 21 years. I'll be oh, 55. Wow. I'll be 55 in uh, June. Wow. And you're a contractor. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, pretty certain I, you're an employee. Yeah. Yeah. That, I, I've been listening to you, and I would say, yeah, I'm, I'm an employee. Yeah. And um, uh, so, I mean, do you uh, have they told you what's going to happen? Like, are they terminating the, your your contract, your unwritten contract, or how, have they no, explained? No, they they said that they wanted tighten up the contract that we currently had. There was no end date to the contract we have now. Okay. It was there until we quit or got fired, What either one. Right. Now now they want to impose another contract coming up, and I think it's going to be a three-year contract that, that they think they're going for. Um, and they're they're doing a little bit of changes to it. Yep. Um, and that, but I say one of the things is they want us to either buy these trucks or get another truck, and I am not interested in that. So I'm just wondering... Is that would that be considered a constructive uh, dismissal? Well, there's a lot say? of there's a lot of uh, issues they have uh, in terms of what you're telling me. Um, you know, yes, they can't make you buy the truck um, that you know that you've been using for your work. Um, yeah. So they can't force you to do that. I mean, it wouldn't really be a constructive dismissal. It would be more that you know you're just not going to agree to it. Then they'll probably fire you. Um, it sounds like they're changing your sales territory, right? Yes, they've already. Yeah, they've already so that done can, that. You know that can give rise to constructive dismissal, depending on the effect of it, um, especially if it results in you, you know, having to travel more. Um, if it changes your hours uh, and work schedule, and or if it, uh, it results in a reduction in pay. Um, so there's a lot of, um, you know, so, you know, issues here that they're having. And uh, I think what you want to do, given your 21 years of service and you know, age of 55, um, you could get. Uh, you're probably entitled to somewhere around, you know, 18 to. 21, 22 months of severance pay. 
um, if they do let you go. So what you have to be very careful uh, that you don't give that up by what you sign. So um, I would, uh, as soon as you understand what these changes are and have that document or that proposed contract, give us a call and let us go through that with you. Because don't sign it. Do, yeah, do not sign it because um, the biggest, uh, you know, my, the biggest issue would be is if you agree to some type of a term contract um, and then they're allowed to let you go. Okay. Okay. Makes yeah. sense. Um, just sorry, one quick thing. When yep. I called your one eight five five two eight one fifty nine hundred, it yep. goes eight two one. A, yeah, eight two one. Yeah, fifty nine hundred. Yep. It goes to a, a lady asked me for some pins. It's a recording. Interesting. One eight five five eight two one. That's exactly what the girl said when I told her in the phone. <laughs> so okay. okay, well, give us a but call I'll tomorrow, probably, Tony. I'll you, probably send you an email. Yeah, send us an email, or you can call me at four one six two one six five nine zero two. If you're having two issues with five, the, nine, zero, yeah. Zero, yeah, that's okay. I bet you that contract that he's talking about that they're going to offer there's going to be no consideration as well for with this company for sure they're going to do that. Yeah, th- this is a uh, you know big bowl so- of wrong. Sounds like a messy situation that uh, yeah. could go wrong in a lot of different ways. Uh, obviously, the most glaring one is having him buy a work uh, work vehicle, but there yeah. there seems to be a lot of issues here, and uh, it, it's uh, I would strongly recommend Tony to uh, not sign anything until he lets us review it. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell, 1-888-225-TALK. That number is toll-free. Nancy, welcome to the show. Good evening. Hi, how are you? Good. What's uh, what's going on with you? Um, I've worked for a company for 10 years, and in February we were given written um, working notice. Mm-hmm. Um, as of January 31st of 2019, we will no longer be employed. I was just wondering if I've entitled to severance or am I working for my severance now? So they do get credit for this, what basically a year worth of uh, working notice, right? Right. 12 months. So they do get credit for that. Um, so that would, and that would, pro- how old are you, uh, Nancy? I'm 61. Okay. And what was your job? I'm um, a server. Okay. And I'm also a uh, bar supervisor. Got it. Okay. Uh, 12 months is probably the at the top end of uh, probably the most likely um, type of notice period you'd get, and it looks like they are um, they they are you know giving you that in terms of the notice. Uh, as we've discussed uh, many times, employers can give severance pay via working notice or a lump sum or a combination. It's up to them. Uh, so this is a good way for an employer, unfortunately for you, Nancy, to give uh, working notice. Um, or to get rid of their severance obligations. Now, is this a big company? Um, is it a small restaurant or or uh, organization, or is it is it a big one? It's a smaller one. Okay, um, and the reason I ask is because if they uh, if their payroll is over two point five million uh, annually, and because you have over five years of service, um, regardless of how much working notice they have, they've given you, they would have to give you a statutory severance pay in addition to that, which has to be a lump sum, um, which for you would be uh, around 10 weeks. 10 weeks? Yeah. In addition to the 12. On top of your notice. Yeah. yeah. On top of my notice. And they've mm-hmm. given me... A year. A year almost, yeah. 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 So this is their way of getting out of giving a severance? It is, yeah. Okay. And it is, uh, if you're an employer, it is an effective way to do that, or it can be. Okay. That's it. Yep, that's it. All right, Nance. Appreciate that. You know, it's you can't help but not sound impressed. But I mean, and that's a long time for an employer to possibly have you know bad blood in your workplace for a year. Yeah, right? it, it is, and uh, you know, it's a it's a tough situation, and yeah. I'm sure it's tough for to everyone that works there. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're an employer, it is a good way. I mean, at least you're getting value 
um, in right. terms of the you know yep. in terms of the severance pay. So Absolutely. and that's more common. It is common for smaller employers because you know if they're letting go you know and, and it sounds like they're letting go a number of different people, right? So I don't know if they're cha- shutting it down or, or changing locations or something, but. Um, you know, a lot of these smaller companies don't have the money on hand to pay, you know, For all sure. their employees uh, a big severance package. Yeah. We'll get to uh, Dana now. Hey, Dana. Good evening. How are you? Oh, good evening. Thanks for taking my call. No worries. What's up? Uh, just uh, following up, I, I worked uh, for a government body uh, last year, and I was hired on a six-month contract. And after uh, the first week, they terminated my uh, co- my employment. So I returned to my job. So... Um, I'm, the question I'm asking is, do I have grounds to uh, uh, sue uh, this uh, organization uh, for, uh, you know, wrong, not for wrongful, for breach of contract? Because I was supposed to be there for six months, and then it was a fixed-term contract, and uh, right. let me go without uh, saying, okay, well, this person's coming back, so we're not yeah. bumping you out. And, so did you go back to something, another, oh, what, you were filling someone's six-month contract, and then they decided to come back early? Okay, so you sign a six-month fixed-term contract, uh, likely to replace someone, and then this person decides they're coming back. That's correct. After a week. Yep, after a week. Okay, so unless there's an early termination provision in that contract you signed, you would be uh, entitled to the balance of the contract, which you know is twenty, basically twenty-five weeks worth of pay um, yeah. that you would have earned under the contract. So, um, yeah, that's. Um, no, even though you only have one week, is it one week of service you had? I had one week of service, and they gave me two. They gave me two weeks notice. Right, and now, I worked for two weeks, uh, and I left, and I went back to to my my other job. So what? Ha- uh, why did you end up? Uh, like, so why did you leave your other job to go to this one? I was hired. I okay. won a competition. So did did you? Okay, did you quit the other job? Uh, I took a leave. Okay, and are these um, are these jobs? Are they related at all? Uh, no. Uh, okay. I was working as a human resources advisor. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I went and got my master's degree in industrial relations, and got I was it. hired with this organization to work as a HR advisor. So I, I uh, went through the interview. I passed everything, and they offered me the job. And I went to work, and went after the first week, uh, uh, they said this person's coming back, and uh, they terminated my contract. And Do you know if it has an early termination provision in it? I'd have to look at it. I mean, I do have a copy of the contract. Yeah, that'd be uh, definitely. But, you know, it could have a, uh, a clause that speaks to early termination, but um, don't... It sounds like just, an inducement, though. Yeah, but it, it, it's, it's, I mean, it's pretty well relevant because of the fixed term nature of it. Right. I mean, you'd actually want the fixed term contract to be, um, you know... Inducement that wouldn't come into it if there's a fixed term that he's owed, right. which would be 25 weeks, which is uh, way more than he'd get um, at common law uh, in terms of severance pay with one week of service, right? Yeah. Um, so take a look at the contract, and it may have an early termination provision in it, but don't let that necessarily deter you from giving us a call because if there's an early termination provision, there's still a good chance that uh, it's unenforceable because of uh, because it violates the Employment Standards Act or is ambiguous or has a, you know, or there's another hole we can poke in it um, to okay. help you get that that 25 weeks. So find that contract, contact us tomorrow, give us a call, and uh, send us that over, and we can review that with you and uh, f- and figure out how we can get your uh, entitlements. And th- 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 yeah. did this just happen, Dana? 
uh, just this just happened. It happened last year, and I did consult with other people. But okay, uh, when I heard, uh, like I was listening to the show, and uh, you were discussing uh, fixed term, and I figured, okay, this looks like a scenario that kind of fits that uh, right that yeah. situation. So when and a lot of people would talk to you, maybe, and uh, you know, especially you know, people who who aren't lawyers but have, have you know googled thing you know looked it up on Google and say well under the employment standards act you're actually only you know entitled to uh, well you're not entitled to anything because you're still in the probationary period common law you're still very short term one week one two weeks of service you're not going to get much at all right uh, in terms of severance but that's ignoring the fact that it, it sounds like you signed a contract that guaranteed you uh, pay for uh, for 6 months and they they cut that short after a week so they owe you the balance of that so what I'd like so what I'd like to do, sir, is I'd like to sort of, uh, you know, get your email and, uh, you know, scan and send you a copy of the contract, and we can discuss uh, if there's anything that I can do further, because uh, this is something that I've been sort of exploring over the last little while, and it's been an education for me, but, uh, uh, you know, I, I was just befuddled when I found out, and I just, you know, I said, that, you know, this is wrong. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, when did it happen, uh, Dana? Last year, December of uh, 2017. Okay, so this just happened a couple yeah, months ago. I'm so no, pardon me, uh, December of 2016. Okay, so you still have you still have time. Okay. Uh, you have two years to pursue it. So, uh, okay. yeah, give us uh, give us a call tomorrow, and then we'll uh, we can get you to set you up with a call, and then also uh, you can uh, send us over the document. Dana again one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. That email address, by the way, is help at employmenthour dot com. It's a good stuff tonight in depth. I mean, that's what we talk about, right? That's why people call the show and get enlightened and get some uh, some answers as well. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell, one 225 talk That number is toll-free. I mean, you made reference to it several times tonight, asking people, you know, age, length of employment, and position. But give me some more details in the severance pay calculator. Yeah, it's a great uh, great tool to use. It uh, gives you an estimate of what your severance uh, entitlements would be. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, incorrect information out there, especially if you're looking up the Employment Standards Act, the Ministry of Labor's, uh, you know, guidelines. Those will give you the minimum entitlements you should get, but they don't give you everything. And it, it's, uh, you know, you are entitled, to, most people are entitled to common law termination pay or severance pay. I use those uh, terms interchangeably. And you can get an estimate um, from the severance pay calculator and you'll, you'll type in your age, your years of service and your position, and it'll tell you uh, just a range of what, uh, what the courts will likely award. It, after doing that, is it, it, and if you have been let go, it is important to give us a call, though, because there are a lot of different factors that can come into play uh, that either impact or increase or decrease the severance you're owed. Right. Um, and, and you know, I, John, have talked about those um, on the show before, and uh, there can be unique circumstances um, that do increase the severance pay. Let's say you're dealing with a, uh, a medical issue that makes right. you know, really limits even on jobs you can get. That can actually increase what the severance pay calculator would say you're owed. Wow, no kidding, stuff like that. Again, severancepaycalculator.com is the website you want to check out. You know, we talked about this in between phone calls. I mentioned clarifying misconceptions with uh, respect to severance, and these are all over the place. People believe these things just because they've, like you said, they've Googled it. They've talked to a neighbor or a brother-in-law who really has no employment law chops, so they're getting the wrong information. For instance, uh, the company has to have a payroll of $2.5 million. You made mention that earlier on tonight. What's that all about? Yeah, so in under the Employment Standards Act, statutory severance pay um, has to be paid if you have five years of service or more, and uh, the company has a payroll of two point five million annually, and that's the only time that severance pay under the Employment Standards Act has to be paid, and it's uh, one week per year of service. 
um, including partial. Um, so month each month you complete, um, you get some uh, severance pay for that. Uh, in terms of uh, you know if you have six and a half years of service, you'd get six and a half weeks of severance pay, and that's to a maximum of twenty six weeks. And um, so that, but the misconception is, is that that's only in the Employment Standards Act. Common law severance, someone is owed common law severance, whether they have, you know, one or two weeks of service or, uh, you know, 25 years. And right. that does not, that is not, uh, you know, impacted by the size of the company um, or um, you don't have to meet a threshold of five years of service. How about this one? If you're fired, quote unquote, as opposed to quote unquote laid off, then you don't get severance. Yeah, that's uh, another one that's um, you know that we talk about quite a bit, and uh, you know that the term "fired" obviously uh, has uh, you know a lot of uh, meaning to that. A lot of people think that means you were fired for wrongdoing, um, but uh, if you're let go um, and they terminate your employment, you are entitled to severance pay. Now, the layoff issue comes up when uh, companies try to put someone on on a temporary layoff, and uh, they people say, "Oh no, I wasn't fired; I was just laid off, so they don't owe me severance pay." Well, that, that's not true. If, they, if you've never been laid off before and there's no contract of employment allowing a layoff, then a layoff, you have a, you, the option of treating the layoff as a termination, uh, a constructive termination, because there's no, there, no term of employment that allows them to just stop paying you and stop allowing you to work. Right. Well, that's uh, pretty much it for another week. If you're on the line waiting, please uh, give Courtney our, our call screen your number and your information. I'll get Dave or Lior to call you back this week and uh, continue the chat on your own time. That number, one 821 5900 It is help at employmenthour.com. You can catch the show Wednesday night on the weekends as well. And, of course, Employment Hour in 30 happens on Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. on Global TV as well. Severancepaycalculator.com. Finally, find out exactly what you're owed as far as severance is concerned. We are back here Wednesday night with Lior. Coming up next, back to On Point with Alex Pearson. This has been uh, Employment Hour right here, Global News Radio.